I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome to Play Me's special series, The Show Must Go On, and part three of Secret Life of a Mother. In parts one and two, we meet writer Hannah, who is played by her real-life friend, Mev. They both recount the painful moments when they realize that they were losing their babies for miscarriage. They both go on to have successful pregnancies and tell us about their dramatic and unanticipated labor experiences. This is the conclusion of Secret Life of a Mother. Here's the other thing I thought I'd be bad at as a mother. I thought I'd have a hard time stopping work because I'm a workaholic, which is weirdly socially acceptable, as though what I'm saying is, I'm amazing, or watch out for me, I'm ambitious. But I'm not. In my case, I'm saying I don't feel safe unless I'm working. Because, I don't know, because my family is like that. Because I'm Jewish and I come from a long line of people who don't feel safe. Because... Our neighbors regularly got it into their heads that if they killed us all, everything would be better, culminating in Nazis. So for whatever reason, I'm a workaholic and I was worried that when the baby was there, I would keep working at the same rate and I'd burn out or worse. Or what would happen? Act three. Birth. I got an epidural, and at the 27 and a half hour mark, I am finally allowed to push. The nurses ask me if I want to see, and I say, yeah. So they wheel in a mirror, and in the mirror I see a painting by Gustave Courbet from 1866. I saw it in the Musée d'Orsay in Paris. It's a close-up view of the genitals and abdomen of a naked woman lying on a bed with her legs spread, and the painting is called 
origins of the world. The doctor points to a tuft of hair. It's the top of Elijah's head that I can see in my pubic hair. When Elijah comes out, he looks at me very alert. I'm wheeled onto the recovery ward and I'm holding Elijah and he was crying and I asked the nurses, oh no, why is he crying? And the nurse says, newborns are scared because they were in the womb and now they're in a fucking hospital ward. I say to Elijah, I say, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, I'm, I'm your mother, it's okay. I sat up with him, ice packs between my legs, and rocked him. Pieces of Hebrew prayer came back to me from synagogues or satyrs or as though my father were singing them there. Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Also, Celine Dion. From my hospital bed, I sent a photo of Elijah to my father. He wrote back, This photo reminds me of you. You had that same alert look when you were born. He's your son. Four days after Elijah is born, Christian is with him in the spare room. He was trying to give me a chance to sleep a little. The pain was... bad. I couldn't find a good position. I got a mirror out. I looked between my legs and I saw the hole, the normal hole that is the entrance to my vagina and then inside the hole was a second massive gaping hole as though the whole side of my vagina had opened up. (laughs) I ran out of the room and I found my husband and I said, I think I need my mother to come here. And he said, what about my mother? And I said, I need my mother! At my doctor's office, my doctor examined me and she said, your stitches have pulled out, so the side of your vagina has opened up. She drew a picture of it for me. The whole side of my vagina had opened up and was now nothing. 
Act 4. Bad Mother. I lie Elijah in the middle of our bed. I go over to the closet and I put away some underwear. I'm unpacking our suitcases after a work trip to Montreal. I'm still standing by the closet, tuned out, thinking about work. I don't know for how long. I hear Elijah moving. I turn and see him slide down the side of the bed head first, catch for a moment on frame, and then hit the floor. He's only three months old. I'm in Banff, working, and I let Elijah play in the sink. He fits right in it, and he seems happy. I have a feeling this is a bad idea, but I let him do it anyway because we're in a hotel room in wintertime and there's so little for a baby to do. While he's still playing in the sink, I lose focus. I think about other things. I hear him scream. I look down and he's turned on the hot water tap. Elijah and I are in the airport by ourselves. Christian is meeting us back home in Halifax with a station wagon load of our crap. I've opened a new play and then gone straight into a TV room for a week and then stayed up late into the night packing all of our crap into the station wagon and I've only had three hours of sleep. Elijah cries and throws himself on the ground at the gate because he can't understand that we have to wait to get on the flight. And I carry him into the family-slash-disabled bathroom and lock the door. I sit against the wall of this public bathroom and watch Elijah unroll all the toilet paper. I call Christian... I tell him I am too tired to get on a flight with a baby by myself. I don't know if I can get on the flight. I say coffee doesn't work anymore. I say I am so tired, I don't know what will happen on this flight, that I feel like I don't even like Elijah right now, and that I feel physically angry at him like I want to hit him. I say all of this while Elijah is putting his hands in something wet on the floor, which might either be spilled air freshener or... Urine. And yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I. Yeah. Feel not good about myself. And even if Mev plays me, I'll still be exposed. It's the taboo shit, which is, yeah, and my ripped vagina. And it's my feelings, which I don't like to. And then the worst is me as a listen. I can work on myself as a mother, but I feel fucked. I feel, yeah, fucked either way because 
Banff only had standardized rooms and they didn't have cribs or any facilities. And I said yes to that gig. And that is my workaholism. But I do have to take some gigs. And I let Elijah play in the sink because when I took him into the corridor and he made these high-pitched sounds, I got hostile looks. And I know as a mother that I have to hold my ground. And if people are shitty about him being a baby, then that's their problem. But holy fuck, between taking Elijah on an airplane and having to eat in restaurants with him because there is no kitchen in my hotel room, I am facing a lot of hostility. And he's waking up at 12 a.m. and 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. for milk. And then I'm working all day as though I don't have a baby. And then I'm tuning out because I do that. But also because on this little sleep, it is pretty hard to stay with it. And yeah, this whole mothering thing is such a racket. Like, hey, be a mother. That's super. Just as long as you don't expect us to set up any shit that is actually going to make being a mother feasible. And also, if you aren't able to be a good mother in these fucked up circumstances, well, hey, fuck you. And... It's funny. I'm a TV writer, and I've mostly written mothers as villains. We'll be right back. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. You understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. Act 5. My friend, Mev. Mev would come over sometimes in the long summer we had together when Elijah was one and Esme was three at the Stratford Shakespeare Festival where we were working on a play together. And we'd be coming off our different shit. Uh, Mev would have spent 11 hours in the ER with Esme, who had diarrhea, trying to get Esme to drink Pedialyte while working to get her lines down. And I'd be being a mom and in rehearsal, jogging home on lunch breaks to nurse Elijah and make elaborate snacks for the nanny. As if with my elaborate snacks, I was saying, please fucking eat this snack so you can look after Elijah. And Mev and I would drink. And that meant a lot to me. Not because we said meaningful things, but because... I'd admit to her, say, that uh, uh, when I was with Elijah, I went and hid along a forest trail so I could nurse him without getting my tits out in public. That it turned out that it wasn't a forest trail at all. It was the path that went from the parking lot to the theater. And then a whole busload of fucking tourists traipsed by me. And I was like, hey, okay, so these are my tits, um, but please come see my show. It's going to be great. Enjoy your matinee. And we'd talk about whatever was, you know, funny and terrible 
and happening. And yeah, at some point, Mev said to me, mothers make lives, but they also make deaths. And that stuck with me. And I admitted to Mev that I couldn't stop thinking about it because I was the one there picking up Elijah and holding him when he fell over or when he was scared. And I wasn't going to be there for Elijah's death. I mean, hopefully. And he'd die without me there to hold him and... It could be a bad death and he could be alone. And I was picturing it and I didn't want it to happen that way. And what could I do about it? And Mev said to me, help him know how to love people so that when he's dying, someone's there. Hi, it's Mev again, and uh, I really want to tell you what I remember from that summer with Hannah. The previous summer, the Stratford Shakespeare Festival had um, offered me a three-show contract, uh, which was thrilling. Uh, It was like literally a dream come true for me. I mean, like my face was on two posters. Um, It was really exciting, Uh, but it did also mean that we were going to have to live in separate cities again, and it was going to be hard on the family to be separated and hard on Ellen to not be in the same place as Esme, and I was going to have to rely on my parents' help a lot. And then um, one of the shows was very popular. Uh, They were all popular, but one of them, they kept adding performances, and so... I was working up to 75 hours a week, and I was still nursing Esme, and there were a lot of late nights and early mornings, and by the middle of the season, I was fucked. And I was drinking, and I was smoking, and I was having dark thoughts, And I felt that I had failed in every direction as an artist, as a mother, as a wife, as a daughter. And I felt such shame for taking the gig, for saying yes, for wanting to work. And I shared this shame with my friend Hannah. And she said to me, but it's who you are. It's who you are. You are the mother and you are the artist. It's not some choice you are making outside of yourself. It's who you are. And who you are is who you are. You are an art monster. And you do not have to be ashamed. And when Hannah said that to me, she set me free.
So Hannah wrote a text note uh, here, and it says, Hey, this is weird, but guys, I have this picture in my mind of Mev floating or flying. So I'm writing it in here, just, you know, I don't know, weird. (laughs) Okay. I'm Hannah. They told me I had to do the rest myself. When Elijah's 18 months old, I look online to see if he's meeting his developmental goalposts. I look at language first because I'm worried about it. I read that Elijah's supposed to have a vocabulary of 30 words, so I decide to record him speaking for one hour. He says, a hundred and nine words in one hour. At one and a half years old, he says, calculator, complicated, and transparent. By the time he turns two, he says, horizontal, esophagus, and reconstituted. And listen, when I'm around other people who watch me parent, I can hear through their ears how inept I am, how much I fumble it. But when I'm alone with Elijah, I have no trouble hooking into the silly sense of humor he likes. I hear myself describe the world to him, the color of the sky, white, the birds, black, the ocean, blue. And in those moments, The joy is unreal. I didn't know I had joy like this in me. In these moments of joy with Elijah, I go outside of myself and I watch the film of him and me and I think nothing can be this good. It goes down and down. It's as though I plunged into water and in the water is glitter. What I'm trying to say is, I'm a good mother. I'm a good mother. And I am the origins of the world. And I don't have to be sorry. That was the conclusion of Secret Life of a Mother by Hannah Moscovich with Mev Beattie and Anne-Marie Kerr, co-created with Marinda DeBeer. The original theatrical production was directed by Anne-Marie Kerr. 
It was developed in residence and premiered at the Theatre Centre in Toronto and also ran at Crow's Theatre. It was created with the support of the Canada Council of the Arts, the Toronto Arts Council and the Ontario Arts Council and Arts Nova Scotia. We'll be back next week with an in-depth interview with the creators of Secret Life of a Mother. This episode's sound design and edit are by Chris Tolley. It also featured some original music and sound design from the original theatrical production by Debanish Sinha. And if you haven't already, please consider rating and reviewing us. It helps us get our podcast out to more listeners. We'd love to know what you think about Play Me. You can email us at playme at cbc.ca. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Theater or Instagram at PlayMePodcast. Special thanks to our CBC producers, Fabiola Melendez-Carletti, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer. The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani. The senior director of audio innovation is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me's associate producer is Pippa Johnstone. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is produced by Expect Theatre in partnership with CBC Podcasts. For more information on our plays and artists, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.